0: This is Kate and I want you to know that Mike Lindell the My Pillow guy and I have partnered up. My Pillow has fantastic products. Not only the amazing My Pillow, but dog beds, absorbent soft towels, wonderfully soft sheets, I mean the most amazing softest sheets, the best in the marketplace, luxurious robes, incredible mattresses, you name it. He has the very best products for the very best price. You won't find these prices anywhere else. You also get to support two things. Mike Lindell and of of course, Truth and Radio, my show. You get to support both of us and keep this show on the air when you buy these products for your home directly from MyPillow.com. There's a lot of advantages to buying direct from MyPillow as well. Wedding gifts, Father's Day, Mother's Day, just the very best products for your home. Use the code word Kate at MyPillow.com and get the best discounts and you'll be telling everyone about these products. Those towels get every bit of moisture off your body. I'm not kidding. The sheets, oh my gosh, the soft to sheets you will ever experience. You really need to get these great products and help us both out. Keep this show on the air. And Mike's movie Absolute Proof is a must-see. It's all about the voting fraud. So make sure, support both of us. Go to my pillow, use the word Kate, get steep discounts on everything. I really thank you for this. Thanks, you guys. The show is previously recorded.
1: Room over 40 knows. If you would have actually showed up for a bike ride when you were 12 wearing a helmet, <laughs> you would have needed the helmet to keep your head from caving in while your friends were pelting you with rocks. <laughs> Dorko, what's with that plastic hat? <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> you dented my basket. I'm telling my mom. <laughs> I had the pleasure of growing in America before the lawyers took it over and ruined it on us. Yeah. In my day, if a kid fell off the monkey bars and chipped a bone in his arm, that was tragic, but it was funny to the rest of us. Certainly wasn't reasons to take the monkey bars off the playground. We all did dumb things. That's how you learn not to do dumb things. C.S. Lewis said suffering was God's megaphone. That's right. You do dumb things, it hurts, and then you learn not to do it. That's the America I grew up in.
0: There. Welcome, Kate Daly Show. I'm missing that America, aren't you? Man. You know, if you, if you go back to the 70s, um, those of us that were kids in the 70s, think of that as just kind of this great time, right? <laughs> a lot of freedom, a lot of, I, I mean, honestly, it was just a completely different time. We, we, we did completely different things. But for the adults, I'm sure you remember the 70s much differently, right? Um, I'm sure that you probably remember some of the things we were going through. We were going through Roe versus Wade, and we had a, a fake crisis going on at the in the energy sector. We had, all, we had Jimmy Carter. Ugh. We had uh, uh, Gerald Ford, Nixon. I mean, it was just a whole different era for adults. And I guess it's all perspective, you know, what age you were <laughs> during certain times. But as a kid growing up in that era, which I'm sure you guys could probably trump that with. We grew up in the 40s, 50s, 60s. Which was pretty awesome, whatever. Um, even better, I, I, I'm sure. But uh, just that clip just really reminds me of my childhood. And um, it's often uh, fun and kind of sad to think about how different it was back then. You know, we had the cord and the I had the phone cord and you, you, you went and sat in the closet so you could have some privacy. You know, that's that type of thing. Totally different. Anyway, that is actually not what I'm going to talk about today, <laughs> but I just it just brought up so many memories for me and I guess it's all perspective. Um, and those of you fortunate to live through all of those wonderful decades, probably get to this decade and it's just such a trip, right? <laughs> What's going on right now? It's just such a trip. And I feel bad that our kids are having to endure this, but you know, our kids are really strong too. And hopefully they'll be able to uh, weather what's going on right now. I hope. And I hope that you're bringing truth to the table to everyone, you know, because it's really important. Melissa's out today and I'm going to be covering, this is going to sound so funny, but I'm actually, (laughs) I want to talk about rice. I know. I know. Just, just, just hear me out on this. I want to talk about that in the next hour. I have a lot to say about it, and a lot ties into what's going on with the headlines right now, okay? Um, so just stick with me on that hour. Now, this hour, I want to talk about weather. I want to talk about weather. And I want to open up this conversation first though, before I get to the weather um, and what they're calling droughts and everything else, okay? I want to talk a little bit about harp. Um, but I just want to I just want to give you a dose of these headlines today. And and I would think that one that is even considering taking that shot would at least consider some of the headlines today. Um, let's see. Many are skipping the second dose because they got so sick with the first one, right? Even though there's no COVID in it. Um, uh, let's see what else. Teen diagnosed with uh, a Gillian bar after, uh, after a dose of the vaccine um passports are advancing despite growing controversy at least there's a growing controversy merkel is calling for a national lockdown right now i don't know if you're aware um yeah ontario to issue issue a four-week stay-at-home order remember we were all locked down for easter last year in the month of april we were all locked down Ontario to issue a four-week stay, uh, a stay-at-home order. Israel and Chile both led on the vaccines, but I think it's Israel is back in lockdown. Um, and then they're calling Brazil biological Fukushima. Yeah. New variant each week. Oh, I'll bet. <laughs> oh, I'll bet. Um, yeah. Brazil death surge set to pass worst of of USA. Remember back last year, they were leading the charge too. Remember that? Brazil was heavily steeped into the scaring tactics, the we're all dying over here. And then when I had people, especially my friend that used to work with the White House, um, contacted a friend over there and gee, it wasn't as they were telling it. They kept saying that young people were dying everywhere, and it wasn't true. And uh, so anyway, I just kind of wanted to bring you back for that. And now the CDC has to come out now because everyone's, right, they're, they're, getting, they're throwing the mask out. They're going, uh-uh, I'm not doing this anymore. Well, anyone with a brain anyway. UK variant now dominant strain in USA. Yeah. And now the second, the second one, hospitals seeing more young adults with severe symptoms. Okay. <laughs> the the propaganda is in full swing guys this is just insanity all right so let's talk geez you almost can't believe it let's talk a little bit about the weather shall we um, I want to talk about this okay so of course Associated Press comes out and they talk about the US in the West and it's drought breaking rains become more rare Okay, and so they're trying to say, well, rainstorms grew more erratic, droughts much longer across the U.S. West over uh, past half century as climate change warmed the planet. See how they're already accusing climate change. Mm -hmm. The science on that is so remarkably stupid. It's so funny that they they just put it out there as a fact. Okay, climate change warmed the planet according to a sweeping government study released Tuesday. You guys realize that most of, most of your experts that understand cyclical, that blow a hole through human cost, are saying we're actually cooling, not warming. Anyway, because <laughs> that's the cycle we're in. Okay. So they were saying the desert southwest, um, this is where we're going to see the most dramatic change. And the consequence of this intense dry period that will pummel the West in recent years has, has, has grown more severe, more intense, wildfires, all of these things, right? Let's just not forget that there's water down below all of us, but okay. Um, and warm temperatures forecasted for the next several months could make the worst spring drought in almost a decade, affecting 74 million people. Okay. Um, Climate scientists, I love that name. Who are you as a climate scientist? I mean, anyway, I talked to one of the most regarded, the best. He blew a hole through climate change, by the way. Yeah, Freeman Dyson, a Jason scientist. Anyway, uh, he says what's happening right now is a mega drought started in 99. Okay. Um, what does that tell me when they're warning about this? They usually have a catalyst to tell us why prices are climbing. Authentically or not authentically, prices will climb. If you listen to yesterday's show about you know the inflation coming, you're going to understand what that means. Um, so when we get over to Harp, what's the deal with Harp, right? And there's so much we could say on on Harp, um, but I want to. I actually want to bring you. Uh, let me let me try and grab it right now. Um, I want to I want to I want to bring this up because I think this is very 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 interesting. And I'm trying to get it. <laughs> Hold on just a moment. You have to you have to just deal with me today. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to find it. It was in my stuff. Um, okay. If you have any comments about HARP too, I would love to hear what you have to say. But here's a basic explanation before we go into uh, the next break. Uh, Here we go, about HARP. In
2: 1985,
3: Bernard Eastland applied for patents that could make some of these ideas real. Many claim that these patents have become the blueprint for HARP, High Frequency Active Auroral
4: Research Program. ARCO originally approached me in 1984 to find a use for the natural gas on the north slope of Alaska which they could not sell. To give you a feel for how much gas they asked me to find an application for, it was enough gas to produce all the electricity in the United States for a full year. I originated some ideas for military applications and beneficial civilian applications in which that gas would be converted into electricity they used to power some gigantic antennas.
2: What does HARP do? HARP is, is a large antenna where we beam radio frequency energy up into the upper atmosphere, and we create on a small scale what the sun normally does. And the reason we're trying to do this is because when, when you have disturbances in the ionosphere, we can't communicate with our satellites. HARP began with a congressional
3: insertion uh, in the appropriations bill of, of fiscal year 1990. In essence, Congress directed the Defense Department to explore the potential for using um, the auroral regions um, for uh, improving.
0: Okay. Here we go.
3: Communications and navigation and um, surveillance. Um, from there, uh the assignment came that the navy and the air force were to manage the program it is uh people from those two organizations that have worked together for the past 7 years
4: applications uh, discussed in the patents included destroying missiles communications control and disruption were included there were some other ideas both to possibly modify weather And finally, uh, to lift a portion of the upper atmosphere further out into space where hopefully it would be able to deflect missile trajectories.
0: Okay, I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to come back. I want to show you the rest of this. Yep. (laughs) I want to talk about this. Um, Because when we hear about all of these things that are happening, um, if they can control some things, doesn't that make one wonder... Um, why they couldn't change it right if it was authentically happening or are things being caused to happen okay i'll be right back kate dally show yes we'll talk about the stuff that won't get talked about on this show i'll be right back kate Dallyradio.com. more on harp when i return show is previously recorded.
1: Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. What this is, is the Kate Daly Show. statesman speaking out of both sides of his mouth. What I hate is a war still going on down in the south. Change A little bit of it all and What I hate is Most folks don't seem to care at all What I hate is Looking up and seeing Chemtrails in a clear blue sky today
4: Welcome back,
0: hey Dally. Show. Happy to be here. We're going to go over the most basics of harp today, and I'm going to be talking a lot about what might be coming with our food supply um, in the next hour. So I really want you to tune in because I'm going to bring some things together that I've talked about on the show as well and incorporate those in. Um, I do want to mention get over to Tropical Pools (laughs) and, of course, get the bullfrog. The bullfrog is the best one. When I was doing my homework on hot tubs, that was the only one that had the different seat heights and the different jet packs. And you could take the jet packs out and you could swap them for another seat. And you could also control uh, what comes out as far as the pressure. It was just, it's really great. They have ones for your neck. They have ones for the top of your shoulders. I mean, just the best jets. So Bullfrog Hot Tub is by far the best one to get. And it lasts the longest. It's just an amazing, it's an amazing thing. Uh, thing i I can't even tell you how much therapy and how much stress relieving ability (laughs) it can provide one um get over to tropical pool and spa uh, that you're going to love these guys because they know what they're doing over 40 years experience and um, let me just tell you they're that good Uh, i tell everyone to go there off the air too tropical pool and spa you will love these guys they can help design a pool and jacuzzi for you fiberglass pool they can also either get you a swim spa or both or uh, a bullfrog hot tub so um but you'll like them so um let's let let me continue on with this i want to continue on what you who you're hearing from are uh kind of scientists uh back uh from the dir- uh, director of like say public relations from harp themselves so this is very interesting here we go i'll scoot it back a little bit to kind of include the definition of harp here we go
2: HARP is, is a large antenna where we beam radio frequency energy up into the upper atmosphere and we create on a small scale what the sun normally does. And the reason we're trying to do this is because when, when you have disturbances in the ionosphere, we can't communicate with our satellites. HARP began with a
3: congressional insertion uh, in the appropriations bill of, of fiscal year 1990. In essence, Congress directed the Defense Department to explore the potential for using um, the auroral regions um, for uh, improving communications and navigation and um, surveillance. Um, From there, uh, the assignment came that the Navy and the Air Force were to manage the program. It is uh, people from those two organizations that have worked together for the past
4: seven years. Applications uh, discussed in the patents included destroying missiles. Communications, control, and disruption were included. There were some other ideas, both to possibly modify weather, and finally uh, to lift a portion of the upper atmosphere further out into space where hopefully it would be able to deflect missile trajectories.
2: What we do by by beaming up radio frequency up into the ionosphere, Um, that radio frequency, when it hits molecules of atmosphere, it tends to make the subatomic particles inside move faster, and that increases their temperature. So you can bring their temperature up to 1,600 degrees or so, which is normally what the sun does to those particles at that atmosphere.
4: The ionosphere of the Earth has got enormous amount of energy. There are eight thousand thunderstorms going on all over the Earth at any given moment. There are millions of amperes of electricity uh, pouring to the Earth from uh, lightning strikes, and HARP could create a trigger effect.
5: In 1983, I did radio tomography with 30 watts, looking for oil in the ground. Brooks I found 26 oil wells over a nine-state area and one hundred percent of the time was accurate which is thirty watts of power beaming straight into solid rock harp uses a billion watts beam straight into the ionosphere for experiments picture these strings on the piano as layers of the earth each one has its own frequency what we used to do is beam radio waves into the ground and it would vibrate any strings that were present in the ground we might get a sound back like and we'd say that's natural gas we might get a sound back like and we say that's crude oil we were able to identify each frequency we accomplished this with just 30 watts of radio power if you do this with a billion watts the vibrations are so violent that the entire piano would shake. In fact, the whole house would shake. In fact, the vibrations could be so severe underground that could even cause an earthquake.
2: While we feel that Harp is a unique facility. It's not the only one like it in the world. Uh, Harp has some some capabilities that uh, we feel are better than some of the others. You can change the frequencies, um, you can shift the beam so that you can you can move it from one part of the of the ionosphere to another and it has quite a bit more power than some of the other facilities throughout the world that are doing the same kinds of research.
4: I chose a what's called a phased array antenna for the patents because it can be aimed. Picture holding your microwave oven in your hands with the door open. Then you can move it around and send those microwaves different directions. And for these applications where I wanted precise control of where the power was, uh, I felt that was the best type of antenna to use. And that is the kind that HARP has built
3: what we can do with an antenna is change the, the portion of the sky into which we insert the energy
2: A harp can create some of the effects that the sun creates that are similar to the aurora borealis harp can paint
3: um, designs in the sky if you will you know it can take the beam and move it in, in any pattern that you that the scientist who's doing an experiment
4: might want to do what i'm holding in my hands is an electrodeless lamp In it, I have a low-atmosphere gas, somewhat similar to the atmosphere above the Earth. I'm now going to put this in the microwave oven, which will irradiate it with about one watt per square centimeter.
3: You know, you put one watt out, and you've got the fields necessary to break down the air, or whatever happens.
4: And you see all of the motion of the plasma. That's typical of what will happen at high altitude, where the ionosphere gets irradiated with these big beams
3: that was 1 watt per centimeter. Harp focuses 3.6 million watts and squeezes it into a billion watt or gigawatt beam. We're squeezing the megawatts into a narrow beam then in a very tiny area
2: you can create an what's it called an effective gigawatt. Is Harp safe? Yes, Harp is safe. The earth is a web of interconnections. How do we know what we're doing when we blast the upper atmosphere with a
4: huge amount of energy. It takes a tiny, tiny amount of energy to release a huge amount of energy. It's the same as, as a bullet, for example, if uh, you have the primer on the back of a, of a bullet and that primer releases a tiny amount of energy, but it triggers the larger power in the bullet itself. And HARP uh, is playing with the energy system of the Earth.
2: In the HARP program, we have, I believe right now 18 different colleges and universities that are working the, the program with us. Um, university scientists are interested because they're studying science and this is, this is a major effect uh, on the earth and so they want to know more about what it is and what it does. HARP has no effect on, on the earth. HARP began in the 1980s and we were just beginning to learn about chaos theory how a tiny stimulus can change the dynamics of a living system like the human body or the whole living earth i don't think the people who developed harp were even aware of that science or its impact in the life sciences today our knowledge is much bigger about how tiny effects can drastically shift the health or well-being of a living thing
4: it is possible with a big beam to take a part of that upper atmosphere and push it out
5: for it. What they're not paying any attention to is what's happening to the ionosphere while it's being held 80 miles out into space by this high energy beam. It's heating up. And all of the molecules in that ionosphere region are absorbing energy out of that radio beam. And if they pick the right frequency, to push that plume out into space, that energy may discharge back out of the ionosphere, back down the radio beam, and strike the Earth. And it would be about 100 times the energy released out of a thunderbolt, and that's how much energy would be released. In certain applications, the military acknowledges that it can literally lift the ionosphere. And what they say is, it's not a problem, it's a short period of time, yet when you lift the ionosphere up, the lower atmosphere rushes in and fills that void, which changes localized weather.
0: What do you think? Interesting. Right? Um, And that was the the pitch. (laughs) From harp, Of course at the very end you had uh, there was a guest who was talking out about it and angels do not play this harp was his uh, book but uh, I found it to be very interesting um, the capabilities what they're doing and what they're able to do because we're warned in many different publications even from the Rockefellers themselves that we will have these occurrences more occurrences happening. And as I was reading through the October 26th, just recently, the Rockefeller report from just a few months back, it was talking about the things to come, right? These big things that are coming. Now think about it. Before 1990, think about all of the biggest events that we had, right? If you compared after 1990 and before 1990, Would you see a difference in the amount of events that happen that we think are natural or told are natural? Would we see a lot more from 1990 on around the globe? I'm asking that question because it kind of sets up my next hour a little bit. But I also just want you to think about that. Just think about before 1990. Did we have occurrences, but they were a little bit more Rare, a little bit more, you know, could be explained a little bit more? Are they, have they been more lethal after the year 1990? Bigger, badder. <laughs> um, think about that. Um, that's the kind of thing I give thought to. So, HARP really got its legs uh, when Senior Bush was in office. You know, I'm not a fan of the Bushes. I'm a Republican and I know how. Uh, how diabolical bush was because i've done my homework on him please do some homework on george bush he's not who you think he is um but i also want to i just wanted to reference that again harp got its legs its money when he was in office okay I'm going to come right back. I want to bring some stuff up when I come back. And you can call up 888-673-1450, 888-673-1450. Love to hear your thoughts on this.
1: This is the Cape Daly Show. What I hate is looking up and seeing chemtrails in a clear blue sky today. on a highway in my way.
0: Hi there. Welcome back. All right. Back here with you and uh, talking a little harp with you. We're seeing more headlines um, about droughts, uh, things like this coming, uh, even in local news. So I just I wanted to comment on that because uh, the Associated Press is very owned and controlled. And when they put out articles, it's always going to be because of human caused climate change and because of, well, the reasons they want to state. Uh, I've never met a more controlled entity than Associated Press. And what's sad is that so many journalists believe that they are the king of truth. It's disgusting. Anyway, I just had to say it. It was just—it's so terrible um, what we're up against with the Associated Press. Um, just wanted to mention, get over to Garage Doors Only. They'll help you pick out a wonderful garage door. You'll love these guys. And I absolutely uh, think that uh, if you're going to build a house or you're going to look for, um, you know, a replacement door, these guys are the ones. Garage Doors Only are the only company I'd go through. They're local. They're amazing, and they can service uh, multiple states. But they are just fantastic. And I also love Caldwell Banker. So if you have a property, Caldwell uh, Banker um, uh, property management is awesome. You'll love these guys. Matt over there is just fantastic. And I I say that because I hang out with good people, really good people, and they know how to service all of those needs for you. So if you're owning a rental property here, which is very popular to do, um, you might want to uh, go over to Caldwell Banker uh, property management because these guys will service you, take care of you, and they're just they're good people and they just i don't know take the stress off i guess i guess that's the best way to put it it just they do it all contracts they deal with the renters i mean everything and so you're going to want full service uh this kind of full service entity taking care of you too um they're the best at what they do uh here in this valley so make sure that you're going to caldwell caldwell banker property management they're just incredible um so um I want to also mention, I'll be speaking Saturday. Uh, starts at noon for registration. Speakers start at 1 o'clock. And uh, there's uh, a bunch of speakers that will be speaking, great speakers. And and that's this Saturday. And I can't wait to meet you. So please, uh, grab a friend, grab your family. Um, go and attend and make a day of it. This will be such a great afternoon on Saturday. Talking about liberty and how to get together, uh, libertyactioncoalition.us. Liberty. Liberty. Action Coalition. US. Uh, you can get tickets there. You can probably show up at the door too. Um, I think it's $10 a person. Very, very worth it because it's a fundraiser for uh, Liberty Action uh, Coalition. But they're trying to gather all the different groups together to kind of come together and and really get energized about helping restore this republic that we're all so worried about. Um, let me just give you some of the headlines over at Um, (laughs) weathermodificationhistory.com. Wow. Uh, Which one? Uh, Let's see, a couple years ago, Iran accuses Israel of cloud theft. Cloud theft. Yeah. Harp readies for busiest research season since UAF acquired observatory in 2015. Drones electrically seed clouds in the UAE, the United Arab Emirates. Congressional hearing on engineering, geoengineering, innovation, research, and technology. Um, Stratospheric controlled uh, perturbation uh, experiment, Staticruiser. Stratospheric sulfur geoengineering benefits and risks. USDA sprays electrified water over Texas. That's 2017. They've been very busy. (laughs) Very, very busy um so many different kinds of articles over there that you can find and i'd love to get your take on this because i just have a feeling uh as we move forward this is going to have a lot to do with our food supply and i know you've probably been thinking the same thing and it's not too far out of the realm of possibility given all of the crazy stuff they've been doing right darpa project nimbus lightning control laser-guided lightning weapons. And we all realize, too, um, of, uh, in some of the treaties we have, it is that we are not uh, you know, allowed to use these kinds of things on other countries. So what do you think they could do here? There's no real treaty saying that... Or we're not going to provide our own treaty saying that we can't do it here. Just a thought. I just... You know, you look at the last... 30 years and I can't help but notice certain things have happened that have been unexplained the sounds coming out of the Hawaiian volcano that people were noticing the different just the different things that have been a little different right and how much of this is gonna have to do with our future that's what's that's what gets a little bit scary Um, steering cyclones with the thunderstorm solar-powered satellite by Bernard Eastland. Bernard Eastland is who you were hearing in that video. Steering cyclones with the thunderstorm power, uh, solar-powered satellite. It's kind of scary. Do you think so? You know, people look at, uh, at chemtrails in the sky, and what's so funny is, is this has been on the radar for so long, and it's not like government officials um, haven't been talking about it openly, yet it's still disguised, or I, was, I should say covered as a conspiracy theory. Hmm. Interesting. And so when, we're, when we know what we can do with the weather, what does that mean for you and I? What does that mean for our future? Can they plan these events and blame them on human-caused climate change? I think that's the goal. I think that's the goal. From 1981 to 1984, they had Project Waterhole. It was interrupting Aurora with water vapor. And like the video said, what happens when you push that atmosphere out? What happens in space? Hmm. There's been a lot of activity in space, hasn't there? Bill Gates is putting a lot of money, a lot of money into space. It's like a black hole. Nobody really knows what the money gets spent on. It's kind of like DARPA. Um, And so that ought to be interesting um, to see what they do. NASA Project, 1978, right? Barium Cloud over Alaska. They've been working on these things for a long time. It's not new. By any means, it just got its kind of legal legs and funding um, a couple of decades after this. But NASA had been working on many things like this. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead.
5: Um, I just want to point out something about the idea of this being a conspiracy. When I was a child back in the 80s, I lived mm-hmm. in Sun Valley, Idaho. Uh, and Sun Valley Company used to seed the clouds to try to get more snow. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they literally did that. They used to send planes up in the air through the clouds and they would seed it and we wow. They talked about it all the time. We talked about it in our science classes in school Wow and one time they seeded a set of clouds, and the wind changed mm-hmm. and it dumped twelve feet of snow on a little town- uh west of Sun Valley. Interesting. And the town sued the company for it, because they knew what they did. (laughs) Jeez. So, to think that this is conspiracy is so gone...
0: I know. This it is. is real stuff. They've been admitting it for so long. I'm even going to point back to a 1969 article right now. I mean, it's just insane what they've been admitting to. I mean, there's I don't understand why something stays a conspiracy if they're admitting it. It's documented. It's in their paperwork and all you have to do is a request for it from Freedom of Information Act to find it. It's not How could that still be a theory? It always amazes me anyway. I appreciate so, you. Thank you for that. Uh, Love it. Um, 1969 to 1970, a CIA project called Nile Blue, a rain embargo on Cuban sugar crops. And it was said, uh, quote, but the seeding near Cuba was to cause less rain, not more. So it was supposed to squeeze rain out of the clouds before they reached the island. You might say we tried to embargo rain clouds. Did the CIA order a weather modification to ruin the crop in 1969 on Cuba? Lowell Ponte, the former researcher for National Research Technology Corporation, a Pentagon think tank, said, said the, says the CIA and Pentagon ordered seeding off the shores of Cuba to milk, quote unquote, rain clouds at a time when Castro's fortunes seemingly depended on successful harvest of sugarcane. The CIA categorically denied it practiced cloud seeding, of course, of course, anywhere except in Vietnam during that time period. Oh, it was isolated. <laughs> okay. Yes, I have the brain of a vegetable, and I believe that. Anyway, uh, Ponte says the Cuban experiment was part of Project Nile Blue, carried on officially in 1970 by the Pentagon's Advanced Research Projects Agency. Ponte added that Nile Blue was really aimed at destabilizing weather in the Soviet Union, China, and Cuba to ruin harvests and create political unrest. Do you not think that they would ruin harvests here and create political unrest if what they're talking about doesn't work? Hmm. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Is that me? That's you. Go right ahead. You're live.
4: Okay, uh, my dad told me something, and I'm 66, and it still holds true today, that whenever the government wants to hide something from you, they make a movie. (laughs) So true. And if you've ever seen Mel Gibson in Conspiracy Theory, every single thing he mentions in that movie is absolutely correct
0: so true that is so true i just watched that probably like last year when we were all in lockdown i think it was and i just sat there with my mouth open like wow <laughs>
3: it
4: is and, and how old is that movie
0: oh my gosh <laughs> so true right
4: oh, yep, that's it.
0: <laughs> wow thank you for that appreciate it uh you it's bet. it's scary It's scary. The Nile Blue program uh, made use of what was at the time the uh, world's largest computer, the ILLIAC-4, the construction, uh, which had been funded by ARPA. Hmm. It would be considered of inestimable value if someone had decided to, uh, for once to anticipate the environmental effects of of a proposed very large-scale man-made technology intervention. And one can only hope, they said, that this is actually why the program was initiated. The RAND report. You got to love the RAND. Man, RAND pops up at 9 11. RAND pops up in a lot of different places. Um, 1961, a RAND report on uh, weather modification emphasized the complexity of atmospheric processes. This is 1961. Uh, the interrelation of modification and prediction. Wow. Anyway, perhaps also of interest, they said, back in this article in 1969, is that the only two reports that deal with weather and climate prepared by the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency that have been publicly released deal with similar broad considerations of weather, climate, food production. Yeah, and it is unlikely, however, that the program was quite so benign. They always love to make it look benign. They love that. In 1962, years before the Blue Nile program was initiated, ARPA, not HARPA, just ARPA, had contracted for a classified research project with the title, Some Upper Atmosphere Aspects of Chemical Geophysical Warfare. That was 1962. We know they um, provided a lot of rains in Vietnam. They finally did admit it um, after being accused of it. Right. During the Vietnam War. Anyway, there's so much of this going on. When I say it got its legal legs and it got money appropriated in large amounts, finally, that was under senior Bush. But don't think for a second that senior Bush was not on the scene during all these years because he very much was. Remember that big hole of a decade in his uh, biography? There was like a whole decade not talked about when he was actually with the CIA before he became the director of the CIA, Um, so all my research on the Bush family was quite alarming to me, actually, you know, growing up a conservative, it was like, oh, they're hugging the troops. We should love the Bush family. Well, not so much for me, not after all the research I've done and his family, uh, family uh, tree of those that were always right there to either supply the enemy with weapons, um, Right there on the scene for many things that happened in our uh, tragically in our in our history right there, just right there profiteering or what have you. Um, Anyway, so, yes, he was very much on the scene. Big catalyst um, for the funding of harp as well. Um, I'm going to go into the next hour. You might want to listen to this because I'm going to be talking about rice and you might want to find out why. (laughs) I know it's a strange topic. But one that, uh, well, you'll understand when I'm talking about it. And I also want to play or want to talk about a few things we've talked about on the show and kind of pull some stuff together for you. And after this hour, should be all geared up to listen to the next hour. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show.